Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Woo-hoo. by Rolanda Pierce. Rolanda, Ro, welcome to the show. Oh, it's good to be here, Derek. How you be? Hey, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. Great time with the church that you and your husband, Vince, lead uh, this morning. Had a fantastic time. I could not be more grateful for the opportunity to uh, equip and energize and get a chance to uh, build up the church. So super grateful. Yay. We're super grateful for you. You totally left us all speechless. We're all still processing. Mm. Um, that, that's a little bit of a... Hire your boy, Derek. You know, <laughs> a little plug, plug. a little appreciate plug, that. just appreciate a little that. plug. <laughs> well, good, good. Well, so I know we, we want to talk about uh, small church leadership. So you guys have been, um, one, you you bring like 20 years of church leadership into the game, right? So yeah. into your, your walk and your journey. And then for the last the last two years, you've yes. been here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, leading this small church. So we want to talk a little bit about it. Um, and maybe the first question I'll ask you is, what inspired you to make the decision to come lead this small church? Now, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, Vince and I were minding our business. We were Mm -hmm. pregnant with our second child. And I think, um, we, quite frankly, we were leading in a large church. Mm -hmm. We, you know, had the support, friendship, family, everyone was there. And, you know, we were Mm -hmm. big church ready. And, um, and then, you know, God, called us to to consider Tulsa mm-hmm. and um we, to be honest neither Vince nor I you know like when you look at it from a practical standpoint it didn't make sense mm-hmm. for us to leave the comfort of our home leave our right. family leave everything we we had there in Dallas to mm-hmm. to move to Tulsa Oklahoma we I mean the first time we came to to visit to interview that was our first time being here. Right. So I think to answer your question simplistically, only only God can align mm-hmm. um, everything in such a way. But I remember when we first came to visit and Vince finished preaching and there was mm-hmm. just so many people that came up to us needing and wanting what Vince mm-hmm. and I do yes. best. Yeah, and, right, right. And there was just this instant feeling of you know god needs me here come on i i I love the idea and i love that um your situation wasn't like oh well everything was terrible everywhere else so this was our only really shot sometimes people are in that spot nothing you know wrong with being in that spot yeah but you guys really had a green you know the green grass on your side of the fence in dallas (laughs) it's like it wasn't like oh that's greener over there yeah no. It was like, no, um, <laughs> you saw the, you know, to stay with that analogy, it was like God was opening that gate and, and asking you to go, come on, come on through. Yes. He said, leave the green pasture, leave you know? the green pasture. Yeah, okay. Leave, yeah. Leave the land of the plenty. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's been an adventure. It's been, it's been the greatest, um, challenge of my life, the mm-hmm. most, the greatest challenge and, but the, also the most rewarding experience. Hey, let's talk on that. What have you found the most rewarding in this, this, I guess, nuance of your leadership journey? So leading the small church, what's the most rewarding for you? I think this is the first time that Vince and I well, first in, we both have had different experiences mm-hmm. throughout the last 20 years. And then we've definitely led together in, in, in various cities and roles. But this was the first time that we were embarking on a journey together, mm-hmm. like um, where neither one of us knew sure. what was going to await us. And so in that context, I feel like it, 
we've never had to wrestle with God for direction, clarity, Mm -hmm. discernment, wisdom. And I mean, really wrestle with Mm -hmm. God, like in, in crying out to him and, and wrestle with each other. Like Vince and I, we, we cannot afford not to, to be completely united in Mm. our decision-making in our leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we have to be one. The two becoming one is no joke. Mm -hmm. And I think leading a small church makes it non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. So um, you capture this, this nuance of um, rewarding. So the, the reward of what I'm hearing is of the need, but the the, the the necessity of being united on the in on the same page, new adventure, and I guess I know a little bit about your background. I I, I want to make sure people who are listening know. So you guys have experienced leadership in the DFW in the Dallas area. Yes. Uh, San Antonio. Yes. College Station. That's and then is there so these experiences that I, I the way the little I know about you um the story is that. So you had significant relationships influence in Dallas, right? That's correct. And then so mm-hmm. Vince was in San Antonio a little bit longer. Yes. And absolutely. but then both of you really started this journey of faith in College Station. So y'all kind of have roots back there. Yes. So in a um, small church. So mm-hmm. when you use the phrase, hey, this is the first venture we did together, it wasn't like going back to where you've been. No. It was this new so part of the reward is being with your husband and staying united through the I guess the first two years. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I think just um, to emphasize that we both had had a lot of experience, both inside and outside of the church. Sure. And I think all of that plays into our leadership here. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have led, you know, it, have been leaders in corporate America as well as in the church. Mm-hmm. And then having to use all of those experiences mm-hmm. to do what we're doing now and seeing and understanding the necessity of of God preparing us and then he and I using utilizing our natural strengths and talents Mm -hmm. and and Vince and I strategically combining those to really have maximum Mm -hmm. impact here um, in Tulsa so it's really cool because Vince and I you know just you know in the journey of marriage have learned each other's skills and Mm -hmm. gifts and talents but here I, I mean, we use all of it <laughs> and uh, really had to do a great job of being completely united. Yes. Yeah. So let's, uh, I, I like you, you brought up uh, the preparation. So God was preparing you, grooming you for this time. Yes. Right. So absolutely. this is what was happening. So what stands out to you about that preparation process? So I'm thinking of people who are maybe in a bigger church now absolutely. and who are thinking of what about me? Like, how is God preparing me to potentially be a part of a small church, to lead a small church? What is that? What was the preparation that helped you the most to be ready uh, for this position? Oh my goodness. Um, wow. I, I think, I think Vince and I have been committed to, we understand the value and the importance of being a great learner. Mm-hmm. I, when I think about, the thing that has helped us the most is that Vince and I have always thought outside the box. Like uh, early on in our marriage, we, we sought out the best in certain, um, the best couple to help us with like our marriage dynamics, mm-hmm. the best couple to help us with our finances, yes. the best couple to help us with um, just everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, the best 
couple to help us with how do you encourage each other in the most effective way? Mm -hmm. And so I think taking that into ministry, um, Vince and I have, you know, from day one, we, we decided not to, um, kind of rewrite the script here. Mm -hmm. We actually went back and talked to almost all of the previous leaders Mm -hmm. had sit down long in-depth conversations. What did they do? Right. What, what do they wish they would have done differently? Mm, What works? And I really feel like God blessed and honored Mm -hmm. us in, in taking that approach. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely feel that. And then um, having people in our lives Mm -hmm. that really know our strengths and weaknesses and in understanding what's playing out here and how to maximize those to help Mm -hmm. us to be our best here. Yes. Um, so I think those are two things having the amazing advocates we have in the vets and just the amazing support we have in Dallas, Mm -hmm. um, just the continual mentorship. But then in addition to that, he and I having this hunger for, we got to get this right. We got to figure yes. this out. Yes. Uh, I think what I, I appreciate and love about it is you can become this source of, hey, pick a topic and I can give you an expert that who's who's invested in me. And, and, and the, the cool thing about it is because I know you the way you and Vince carry yourselves, it's not about ego and about me. Like, hey, here's what I learned. Or here's what, what I taught myself, really. But no, here's where I got that from. Here's yes. where I got this from. Here's what I learned yes. about finances from from this couple. And in life, you do want to maximize the people that are actually successful. If you want to talk about being uh, a fitness, like the person that looks like the Greek god statue, right? Yeah. If, if, if it's about finance, you want somebody who's out of debt, you know, yes. who's um yes. who's doing great in in their finances and to do that. Now, you could certainly learn from other people, but it it, it brings so much to the table when you have this expertise investment in you and you've made sure that you've been sold into is, is what That's I think. That's correct. Of. That's mm-hmm. correct. I, hands down. I think that Vince and I bring that to the table and realizing, okay, we've never done this before, but who, wait, who around here has successfully led a small church mm-hmm. and, um, has done it right. And what, what have they done? What are they doing? Yes. And really trying to capitalize on that. Right. So, so I, I love the preparation process. And I think anybody could take that principle and use it. Um, you know, even like with coaching, I'm talking about like my, I, I use like 13 acronyms of like pillars of life. And, and I encourage people, Hey, well, who do you, who, there's a who question with coaching, with finding out who in that area, can you go to, who can you meet with personally, you yeah. know, which videos can you watch? What podcasts can you listen to? I like this one, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, um, what books can you read, but yes. exposing yourself to the experts. Right. Yes. Um, but again, that's what y'all have done. Yes. Uh, so let me ask you about, so two years in the game of yes. small church leadership, um, looking back at Roe two years ago, if you could have a conversation with her, what advice would you offer her? Oh, you know, that's awesome. Um, I really appreciate that question. That's always a great question to ask. I think um, I have had to learn over the the last two years, just the importance of bending. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have uh, paid more attention to the the temperaments of like the women's ministry leaders that came before me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was different, right. but just uh, focusing more on on yes, me still being me, but knowing and understanding how that affected different 
communication styles and Mm -hmm. um, affected their leadership and now thus affects mine. So Mm. that would be one thing. Just um, I feel like it's been a two year process and God definitely has been gracious. He's helped me to get there quick in just understanding the importance of me bending and, Mm -hmm. and, and mending and, and transforming who I am to, to, to be what he needs me to be in this mm. space. Um, I think just in the last 20 years, I was able to, I mean, you know me well, so, <laughs> you know, I just look, I just yeah, drop a mic. Boom. Yes. <laughs> drop a bomb. Boom. You know, and it's, you it was know. funny. I remember there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this message I was in and uh, one of the brothers where he was speaking and preaching, boom, boom. And he finished his lesson and he goes, um, you weren't even like, you were in the class, but you weren't giving the class. And then he turns to you and he goes, Hey, Ro, can you uh, say something in addition to what I just said? And I, in, in the class, I was like, I've never seen that done before, you know, Aww. like for, for like the, 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 the dude who was leading this class goes like, bro, can you add on to this? Like, <laughs> like uh, so, so it, before I knew you, it was like, I, I know that there is somebody who has this high regard of respect. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Um, in res- so somebody who's. I would say you guys were, were incredibly effective in your large church ministry, right? So you guys let segments of um, of the whole church. So the Dallas church was what, like a thousand people, a thousand plus, twelve hundred. Um, so twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. So you guys were leading a significant portion of that group, right? Um, and then you're seeing the effectiveness, you're seeing growth, you're seeing, hey, you know. And then so I'm imagining in your shoes, you're going, well, if I can lead a group this size in a big church. Um, and then what was the size of the group you you guys were leading in Dallas? Yeah, so we were leading a campus ministry. It's like it's like five campus ministries, and mm-hmm. then we also oversaw like a a region of the church that you know had about 150 on on sure. Sundays. But but the group we were responsible for was about 45. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then you have this like experience saying, okay, well, surely like numerically, we've been affected with this number of people in the large church. So this is going to be so easy, you know, as we transition to lead this other church that's, you know, how many were here when you guys got here? Yeah. So our congregation is 65. 65, right, right. Mm -hmm. So, um, expectations of, um, I guess setting the expectations for other people who are affected with large churches. Right. And then going into a, a small church, maybe the same size as their ministry, maybe a little bit different. Um, what kind of uh, advice or counsel would you offer to them? Like, because I imagine it's not just apples to apples. It's not. It's it's a totally different. Um, well, you know, Vince and I are now responsible for everything, and when I mean everything, I mean everything. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so A to Z, and so you have to train yourself to think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, in a large church, I was responsible for my my neck of the woods, if you will. Mm-hmm. This this is my specialty. I'm responsible for campus and I'm responsible for this 9 a.m. service and mm-hmm. everything that goes on with that. But here we're responsible for for all of it mm-hmm. and um, doing making changes and then also understanding the context. When you when you're coming from a large church, there's just so many resources mm-hmm. and systems and things that well, Vince and I are establishing those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, in a small church, they haven't had them for X, Y, for financial reasons, for, you know, um, you you don't have the pool. 
and the resources that you have in a large church. So it forces you to be extremely creative. Mm -hmm. You have to think outside the box. In fact, you a lot of times have to get rid of the script. Mm. So I, I have a 20 year script that I've worked from mm -hmm. and that I've done well, I've worked well. Like mm -hmm. this is my rhythm. This is who I am mm -hmm. as a minister. And that I had to get rid of that script. And mm. I, I realized that in the first three months of being here, um, no, the way you've always studied the Bible, it won't work here. The way you talk to people and have talked to people effectively, that does not work here. Mm. Just in, in understanding that and being okay with that and embracing that quickly. Mm -hmm. If you fight that, then you're going to miss out on the opportunity to grow and have the impact that God needs and wants you to have. So mm. if there was one thing that I could, you know, drop on someone who is trying to move is you better. Yes. All the things that you've learned and done will be helpful and useful, mm -hmm. but you better come with the spirit and heart of God. This is your church. These are your children. Tell me exactly what you need and want me to do. Right. If you camp out in that space, God really can work mm -hmm. in a powerful way. And it sounds like the, I guess the, um, I guess the preparation element of flexibility. Yes. Like that, like that, the flexibility of what do, um, what do I need to do? What do I need to do here? So, Somebody going, hey, well, this worked here, this worked there. You know, you have your your script, as you mentioned. All these principles worked great. Let me just stick what I've always done that's made me effective everywhere else. That may not be what helps you to be effective no. in this small church space. No, absolutely. I, I, I really appreciate you highlighting that because I think that there are a lot of small church leaders that they're, they're not prepared to really embrace that mentally, emotionally, psychologically. And, and you have to, it's almost like step one. Like a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of wiser, more mature ministers kept telling Vince and I do not change anything for, you know, at least two years. And, and we didn't understand the why we know and understand the why now, because it takes that long to really get to, to know your people, to build trust. Mm -hmm. you, it takes that, that amount of time, but going back, I think just preparing yourself for, I, I, I might have to literally rewrite the script here mm -hmm. on everything I've always known and done. Mm -hmm. And am I willing to do that yes. to really help this church be what God needs it to be? Yeah. And I think that applies to any leadership role, which oh, is, yeah. it's just, again, if, if something happens to work, Hey, keep it. But if it doesn't have the emotional maturity to not be emotionally married to all of my prior script, you Absolutely. know, and, and willing to, to, to switch that up. Yes. So let me ask you, um, your respect level for other small church leaders two years in. Tell me about tell me about that. <laughs> what it's done to you. Uh, and and uh, yeah, over, over the last two years. Yeah. So to all my small church leaders y'all are heroes <laughs> you are yes. out there i mean uh -huh. this is this is a very hard work it it requires all of you again i had so much support and encouragement and um i was spoiled in a large church because mm -hmm. i i was protected i had all these safety nets here i like my safety net is Jesus, <laughs> right, right, God right, right, right. and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so to all my small church leaders, um, continue to work it out with God. I mean, continue to, to go deeper in, in your mm -hmm. intimacy, your connection with God. Um, take those spiritual timeouts. And, and that's the thing with, uh, you know, all of us small church leaders is we don't give ourselves enough think time, mm. enough space. 
right to to process and really hear and receive what's best um because we're too busy being in the thick Mm -hmm. of things because you're doing everything and you're Um, like your tasks never run out your responsibilities are never like hey i finished everything today no so that so you do it's something you know different leadership roles along the way i think one of them I, i felt like it was every day of 120 things to do but i only have time for 30 yeah so i have to pick every day 90 things that will not get done which emotionally and mentally that's just difficult you know as somebody who wants to achieve a lot right but i imagine that's very similar with a a small church role oh absolutely you you feel like you you literally feel like you can't turn off Mm -hmm. and in um and just in the nature of a small church because you're dealing with the totality of of married singles campus all of these verses again focusing on one particular mm-hmm. specialty you can easily get caught yes in in the in the rhythm and and sometimes it can be hard it can be very difficult Derek to have an accurate view mm-hmm. of what's really going on mm-hmm. and that's why I shared about the importance of us creating spaces mm-hmm. where we can clear our mind and our heart and, and be able to step out of the context because yes. one of the 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 tricky nuances of uh, being in a small church is you're a small church so there's a lot of cool things that you can do because mm-hmm. you're small right 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 but then but you're in the thick of it so you there's a lot of things you can miss hmm. unintentionally because you're in the thick of it. Right. So small church leaders have to do a really good job of of taking time out, stepping out of the context, hmm. uh, continuing to expose ourselves to other contexts, which usually financially you can't afford to do that. Right. So all those things is what helps you to be able to to not only grow the church, but be able to prayerfully stay in the game yes. for a long time. So I, uh, you've all dropped from some incredible insight that I think a lot of people are going to benefit from. I want to ask you one last question before we got to get on a plane and head back to San Antonio. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. <laughs> what are you most excited about? So we talked about like almost retroactive, like looking yeah. backward. So you got, you have two years now and then yeah. moving forward, like what are you most excited about with small church leadership, with a church here in Tulsa that you like? Man, like you just want everybody to know about. Okay, the thing I'm most excited about is the things that Vince and I prayed for two years. They're happening. (laughs) The beauty of leading a small church is you can see things turn fast. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't have to be this slow, long. I think Vince and I thought that there were there would be a lot of things that may take longer but it's happening nice. um you know us hiring interns, interns. buying a building okay I big mean, time. like how do you do that and if we've only been here two years and mm-hmm. these are things that they've had dreams for for 20 years wow. and um but again having the right advisors being humble learning from people around you some of the things we talked about today all those things Mm -hmm. played into that happening so the thing i'm most excited about is just being part of you know god taking small things Mm -hmm. to do big things yes and having a front row seat all right i love that i think one of the brothers said i think uh i was here in may and he picked me up and we're talking on the way from the airport to his house his name is uh, ralph and, yeah, and he said right. and he said god loves tulsa so much he sent us vincent Rowe. 
and that just speaks to like your impact here right and what what god is doing with you doing through you and so again uh for anybody who doesn't know this is like our big brother big sister in the faith yeah uh, always has believed in us you know love that's been shown us jesus over and over again and i think the number of doors you you, you and vince have opened for um lita and myself um especially to uh speak and teach and equip and energize and equip the group has been super um, amazing. I I, uh, I thank God and I praise God for you and Vince and Aww. what you do. Um, but uh, if you're tuning in, I'm here with Rolanda Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Small church leader over here. So big small church leader is what I should say. Ah, <laughs> doing big things. But uh, this is the Strong Life Coach <laughs> Podcast where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, thank you, Derek. We love you. <laughs>